Are you ready to uncover your retirement solution? Learn more as Jeremy Kyle and his guests guide you along the path of retirement and reveal the five steps you need to take to solve your retirement puzzle. Now, on to the show. Hello and welcome to Retirement Revealed with Jeremy Kyle. Good morning, Jeremy. How are you? Doing good, Eric. How are you doing? I am doing fantastic. I'm excited. You have a guest on the show today, and we're going to welcome the guest here in a few minutes. But first, you wanted to talk about an article that we've we've got a link for, and I'm sure that we'll be including that into the show notes, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. Yeah, we got an article here from the Investments and Wealth uh, Monitor, they call it. It's part of the Investments and Wealth Institute magazine they send out every couple months. Mm-hmm. Uh, just something that we like to read through. It's just amazing, these different articles from across the country. Uh, just different perspectives on investments, retirement, things like that. And we thought it was such a good idea. Uh, let's just pass it along to our, our listeners, see how we can uh, boost, out, uh, boost up their retirement. And what's interesting, the, the retirement, uh, this article, the title of it is Reboot, Rewire, or Retire. And the author, Anna Rappaport, she's really talking about, are you going to use this transition to just straight retire, kind of the traditional mm-hmm. old school uh, way of thinking about it, where you work your whole life and then you stop? Or is it a reboot? Like maybe you just go completely go in a different uh, direction. Or maybe you do a, a rewire where it's kind of this uh, phase, you're just kind of in a different, um, you're in the middle in a way. You're not fully retired. You're not fully working 100% uh, in maybe a new passion. You just use this as an opportunity to focus on what they call uh, a phase retirement. We thought we'd bring... Uh, Brad along. Brad's our client relationship manager, and he's basically in the middle of his own uh, phase retirement. So he's he's uh, living it, uh, and he's also helping us uh, meet with people that um, need to focus on their own retirement planning uh, as well. Yeah, that's fantastic. You and I have talked about kind of a phased retirement before when you, I think you actually brought it up quite a few podcasts ago uh, about clients that maybe they've been in business and they're not going to completely, maybe they're selling their business or whatever, but maybe they're going to become a consultant or maybe they're going to do some side work or maybe they're going to stay on with the business that they're selling for a little while, working part-time, kind of helping with that transition. There's a lot of different ways to mm-hmm. have a phased retirement. So I'm, I'm looking forward to the article. I have not read it yet, um, but th- that stuff is really interesting to me because I'm well off from retirement, but the way things are going financially in the world, I may not retire at 65 or, you know, the, the quote unquote mm-hmm. standard retirement. Plus I just love working with people. I just love being with people. So I don't see myself retiring, you know, at that normal time anyway. Mm-hmm. And whether you're retiring just the traditional method or you're going to do this phase retirement, it just shows that the planning for it is not only about the investment management, what she talks about in our article is that there's four key areas to focus on when you're making this transition mm. uh, to stop or move away from the full-time whatever you were doing beforehand. And those four things, real quick, are focusing on your pursuits, people, places, and your health. So those are four things to keep in mind as you're planning for retirement is perhaps how is your money going to help you out in making all four of those areas uh, better for you? Yeah. Uh, well, then without further ado, let's let's talk to the expert here who's going through it. Brad Hansen, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. Eric, thank you. Nice to be here. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to talk to you because I, I truly have not spoken to somebody who is going through what we are, are terming a phased retirement. So what led you to this decision? Well, thanks, Eric. Jeremy, thanks for having me on to visit a little bit about my story and how it relates to phased retirement. Like more and more Americans in, in modern 
corporate world. They're retiring not on their own schedule, but on someone else's schedule. And mm-hmm. so at the age of 61, I was uh, offered a very nice severance package, but that did not really fit in with the plans that my wife and I had had, which was a soft landing for both of us at about the same time. And I still had a lot of very special interests. So I continued on, did some uh, professor work, adjunct professor in finance at a, at a local university. It's nice to reconnect with the youth of America and, and see the optimism there. I was very pleased with that. But I, again, I was looking for something else that would be perhaps more helpful to, to people. And, and so I joined with Jeremy as we help people retire and go through the exact same things that I were, was. So I'm one of the 14% of retire age people who are working part-time. And I'm not one of the 17% of the re-enter the, the workforce full-time basis, but I'm one of those. My wife's plan is is a very nice phase down, which is cutting from five days to four days and then four to three and working some electronically. So it looks like we'll have their soft landing together, all within the context of our financial plans. That's, that's great. Now, l- let me ask you a couple questions here, Brad. Are you and your wife the same age? We're within a year and a half. That's right. Okay. All right. Mm-hmm. And then you said at 61, you were given that decision. Was it was it a total surprise or did you have a few months to plan, six months to plan? What was that like? Well, I would say in corporate America, you generally have a, you know what the plans are. And the, the severance that I received was long enough to let me do some preparation and, and move into the, to the professor in the education mm-hmm. world and, and talk to Jeremy. So it was, uh, I, had a, I had time uh, and I had the interest to, to pursue those things. And that was one of the, the most important things about uh, the phase retirement is, is to be selective and pick something for the right reasons to do, pick an activity that you're motivated to do for, for whatever reason, instead of, oh, I need to grab something, fill my time up, you know, get on this board, get on that board, do all these things. You know, you've got to pick something for the right reason. And that's, I had the time and I had the, uh, the situation to do that. I was thankful about that. That's fantastic. Now, just a practical question uh, from, from that standpoint, how is healthcare taken care of? Because I know that's a huge concern when, uh, like for, for my family, Brad, my wife, um, has the healthcare with her job. I own my own business. I don't have my own healthcare plan. So she is working specifically at a place that has probably the best healthcare in the state. And so we have that through her. Did you guys run into a situation where your healthcare was through you and you guys had to make adjustments or how'd that work? It had been through me, but my wife was a professional working in the insurance business, and so we were able to, to switch over and access hers. And we were also looking at different alternatives using the tax code and, and some other health solutions that, that we always felt like we had an alternative. But for us, it was fairly simple because we could, we could move on to hers. You know, one, of the, one of the things that you really feel when you get into this phased retirement is your self-identity. I mean, who are you now? And I think the simplest way to address that is when someone asks you, what do you do? Are you retired? The way you answer that question is your self-identity. So if you say, well, I'm retired, then that's what you are. If you say, I babysit my grandchildren, you know, that's kind of what you are, and maybe that's what you've chosen. 
And so that's the simplest litmus test that I thought of is, was, what is the answer to that question? And that defines what, what you've been thinking and all, all the things that Jeremy talked about with your pursuits, your people, your places, and your health care, your health. Um, the answer to that simple question, what do you do, defines how you think of yourself now. So what's your answer? My answer is I work with a retirement planning company and we're helping a lot of people retire successfully and in the correct way. And that's really a good feeling. Yeah. It didn't join a lot of extra board boards or volunteer units because you want to be committed to do that. I look at, at it as I'm currently writing the next chapter in the book of my life. And this is going to, this is going to be a really good chapter because already the, the number of people we've touched and helped not just save money, but but put them in a in a good place for retirement. Um, there's gonna be there's gonna be other chapters after this one, and that'll be more traditional retirement, I suppose. Brad, you uh, talked about the pursuits there, and you were in finance for your entire career, basically. And when you were given the opportunity to do something different, not do your you know regular job, uh, you still had that passion for finance. You had that passion for education, so that's what led you towards uh, your first. Uh, phase of, of retirement there is, is being a uh, associate professor at, at Carroll University. And then now uh, through our um, you know, relationship here, we are able to uh, connect with the um, uh, Cal Financial Partners so that you're doing that same type of passion. You're just helping people, educating them about the uh, a different part of, of the world, about the, uh, the retirement and how they can uh, take control of their lives. So it's just interesting that here you are. Uh, there's nothing wrong with where the field you're in. Uh, is still a passion of yours. It's just now you have the ability to choose really uh, the way that you're going to focus on it. Exactly, and that's the the motivation and the enthusiasm, and is such a big part of whatever you choose in in the phased retirement, and then later into the full retirement. And I'm not try, trying to serve up softballs here. I'm I'm really not. However, <laughs> I got a question for both of you. Um, and I'd like, cause I, I really am interested in the perspective that you both have. What is the best part of working with the other person? In other words, Brad, what is the, what's the best part of working with this group at Kyle financial partners and Jeremy, what's the best part of bringing Brad on in his situation where he's going through this phased retirement? I'll let you go first, Brad. <laughs> I was going to say, I was going no to, to Jeremy. <laughs> um, I think it's, um, I've always wanted to be part of a team and part of an organization that was uh, doing positive things, and that, that is what we have. We have a team that's got the same vision, that's got the same approach, and that is helping people financially and personally on a day-to-day basis. And so it's just a, it's a great group where we all have different strengths and weaknesses, which means as a whole we're, we're very, very effective. Fantastic. Jeremy? Yeah, what I've enjoyed uh, working with Brad is that, you know, I've been, I, my wife told me the other day I've been a financial planner for 17 years now. She reminded me, she said, happy anniversary. I thought, oh my goodness, <laughs> what did I forget? Yeah. I'm looking, checking my dates real quick. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> about? She said, it's July 9th, your 17 year anniversary of being a financial advisor. So, well, thank you for the reminder. And I'm so happy. <laughs> it had nothing to do with me and you. Yeah. And it reminds me of one of those here. Snickers commercials, right? Where exactly. I think it's where they you take a it. bite of a Snickers bar or something. I can't remember what candy bar it is, but they they need that moment to think. That's a that's mm-hmm. a great reminder. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But 17 years in, 
uh, I still have, I'm very close, but still haven't yet reached, uh, reached 40. So as much as I focus my entire career on the retirement planning part of it, I just haven't experienced it uh, in a way that, that Brad's experienced it, which is just a great thing that he's able to uh, bring in his personal experience. Here we are talking with uh, people every day about uh, what does retirement look like for you? How are you going to plan for it? What can you do with your investments, your health care, insurance, all kinds of things there? Well, Brad's right in the middle of it. So he's got uh, a little bit of, um, of uh, empathy because he's living it, uh, and he's got a little bit of wisdom because he's mm-hmm. living, it, uh, living it as well, too, that he can share with our, with our clients and prospective clients. So that's been, that's been so great. Yeah, absolutely. Brad, do you, do you find that when you're working with people and, and maybe suggesting this for the first time or, or they're asking you about your own experience, do you think there's fear there with the people that are asking you those questions or just curiosity? I mean, what do you, what's the, the feeling, especially in today's market where, where people are just kind of concerned? I think what they're looking for, Eric, is us to provide financial certainty, which of course you cannot do, Yeah. but they're looking for us to really provide the financial suggestions and recommendations as part of it. And when we kind of move into the life portfolio side, because it does matter, you know, do you have any big expenditures coming up? What do you think your retirement expenses are going to look like? You know, if you downsize this house, are you really going to be spending less money on housing? Um, You know, to translate their life portfolio ideas into the financial plan is kind of hard and mm-hmm. and it's difficult because you don't want to get across the line too far into their life but you have to in order to to counsel you know one of one of the questions that Jeremy quite often asks has to do with charitable giving and at first I'd always take that as oh that that's kind of intrusive why are we asking that but because of the way the tax and you know some of the other codes are, it can make a significant difference, and so that's kind of a it's a topic where it cr- cr- crosses both into their life portfolio decision making, and into their financial plan, and so that's the the, the biggest challenge is getting the t- the two ideas working together, and really putting numbers to the life portfolio decisions that people are making. Yeah, absolutely. Brad, you talked about uh, people there, and in your answer to Eric, what you liked working with with our team, it had a lot, lot to do with the people that you're interacting with, both the the teammates here, the people in our office, but all the um, new folks you get to meet as you're introducing them to the Cal Financial Partners. That's one of the four areas that uh, the author, Anna, is really talking about, that you've got four different things you ought to be looking at. Uh, pursuit's one of them, but another one is people. Uh, a lot of times, your whole uh, social system might revolve around work, and all of a sudden, one day, uh, that goes down to zero. Mm-hmm. So this phased retirement is, is a nice way to continue to interact and continue to perhaps uh, make people. But you were talking earlier, uh, before we started recording, about ways that you like to make sure you're still keeping in touch uh, with people that are important to you. Right. I think it's especially as people, as we approach the retirement age, the, the, the topic of technology and connecting with people on Facebook and LinkedIn and text and those kind of of activities becomes more important and I think it's a good challenge to as we get older at least our generation to stay in line with those things stay in touch with them get some get some help or education with them because it's a very effective way to to not only touch the people that you should be touching with but also uh, find a way to touch new people I have the advantage that 
working with Kyle Financial Partners, I'm calling and talking to a lot of people just on a daily basis. But not everyone in a phased retirement is going to have that sort of um, motivation and opportunity to, to do that. So to replace that, I think it's um, don't be afraid of the technology. Use it to the extent. I mean, don't get out there on Facebook and post what you had for breakfast all the time, but it's a good thing to keep to keep on. Yeah, if you want to connect to your grandkids, uh, just ask them how to sh- show you how to do a TikTok or a, uh, <laughs> a, a Facebook Messenger or something. Yeah, <laughs> and, and they'll love you. They'll love you for it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Brad, you you touched on something, and Jeremy, you brought that question up. Um, the fact is, is that there is so much science behind keeping up relationships, keeping up conversations. And, and Brad, by no means am I saying that you're old, uh, but as people age, it's way more important to do that, to keep those the neurons firing right within the brain and, and, and keeping yourself healthy. Relationships are a huge part of that. There's a ton of science behind that, so that's great. Yeah, another part related to that is uh, not just who you're interacting with, but where are you going to live? Uh, that seems to be one of the biggest things that mm-hmm. people are asking about is where are we going to uh, going to live in retirement. Um, a lot of times, and that's the third part, the places, what, uh, what places are going to be important to you after what, uh, pursuits and people are going to be important to you. But we hear that stuff all the time. Are you going to downsize, buy a second home, do the traveling, uh, that type of stuff. We think the phased retirement might be a good way to, to go about that. Um, Brad, I don't know if you could be able to share a little bit about your thoughts, uh, with travel and on you, you've got, uh, family connections, uh, throughout the Midwest. So you've got somewhat of a choice of where, where is it that you want to, you know, call home? What, what are your thoughts there? Yeah, place is such an important thing because it sort of guides what your, your social network's going to be, what your activities are, and, and even some of what your travel is. I mean, and we talk to so many people, you know, for instance, I, I have elderly parents. Well, you want to be close enough to provide assistance and comfort when possible, but should you be right next to them, for example? I've got grandkids. Do you want to be close enough um, that you're like always babysitting, or do you want to be something that's not just a parachute grandparent where you're in there every once in a while? But I talked to some people who have been very disappointed. They made the decision to move like next to their children and grandparents or move next to their parents. What they did was they disrupted their own social network, their own group of friends, their own card-playing people, their own church, and they weren't happy, which means the people around them had less of a chance to be happy. So the choice of place is is a really one that I think has got to be considered. And the financial is, is, is maybe even a minor part of that. But the, the choice of where you live and how that's going to affect your um, life portfolio is something we, we, we really need to make sure people are thinking all the way through. Yeah, a lot of times the two things that people say to us they say, well, uh, for my retirement, I'm going to downsize, and that way I'll free up some cash. I said, are you kidding me? <laughs> what you're going to do is buy a smaller, nicer place that costs just as much as your older, bigger place. And if there's any money left over, you're just going to go out and buy new furniture, n- new appliances. Uh, so we haven't found that downsizing really is going to be a cost saving if you're looking at it from the financial down uh, part of it. Or a lot of times people talk about, let's move to Florida. There's no income tax down in Florida. Let's move there. Okay, well, we're in Wisconsin. Uh, Social Security is actually income tax-free for Wisconsin. There's no state income tax on Social Security in Wisconsin. You might be someone living on seventy, eighty thousand in retirement. Half of it or more might be your Social Security. What are you moving for? You're already uh, getting that that no income tax on a big chunk of your money. 
uh, anyways. But what, what we love about in the, the article is that uh, she mentioned access to family and desirable health care is, is important. That's that's a great thing to keep in mind. And I think what she said there, Brad, is, is right on where the money part is is down. It's it's way down the line. Uh, your decisions on who you're going to call yourself in retirement, uh, what what type of self-identity are you going to have, uh, what level of of uh, care are you going to be able to provide for your parents or be able to, to jump in and help out with the grandkids and that kind of stuff. And is it worth uh, the money to, uh, to, you know, rip up and tear out and, and have completely different and new, um, you know, social clubs and, and churches and, and all kinds of stuff. You know, is it really, is it really worth that? Yeah. I'm going to jump in here guys real quick because, you know, uprooting yourself and, and changing things. I I'm blessed to have my parents about 20 minutes away, but it was a huge adjustment for them to, I, I don't know it took them so long to realize this, God bless them, but it took my, especially my dad, it took him a while to understand I'm still working. <laughs> it's, it's not something where we can spend a ton of time together. He's retired. I'm so happy he's retired. He worked really hard. He's 80 years old. He should be retired. However, you, you can't just pop by, Bob, <laughs> dad, you can't just, hey, are you working? Yes, I'm working still. I'm I'm in my 40s. I'm still working. So uh, that's a, just a message for anybody who's going to plan to retire close to family. You know, your your children, grandchildren, they still have to work. They still have to go to school. They they aren't going to have the time that maybe you're hoping to spend with them. Uh, and and trying to substitute the time that you used to spend with your card club or mall walking or whatever else, like my father in law does, you, you might have some difficulty. Hmm. Absolutely. And uh, you, you talked there about working too. Uh, and, and Brian and I get to see this all the time uh, with uh, the people we talk to is that a lot of people are still working just for the health insurance. Yes. Right? That's the whole reason they're working. Uh, and sometimes they're even working in jobs that uh, they're not happy about and they're doing it just for the health insurance. You'd be surprised now with uh, you got COBRA, you got Affordable Care Act, you might have um, insurance through your spouse. There's ways, and that's the fourth uh, piece of the puzzle here, is your, your health, and health insurance has a big uh, part of it to do with it. Sometimes the, the money aspect of I'm working in this job I don't like just to get the health insurance uh, might not be as important as, as all the other parts, the pursuits and the, the, the people and the places piece of it. And it's just key to not just go through some change your mindsets a little bit, right? A lot of times mm -hmm. uh, you've got these ideas in your head about here's when I retire, here's how I get health insurance. And sometimes it's really helpful just to take a different uh, perspective. And that's something that uh, Brad and I have been able to see uh, with a lot of the clients that we're working with. Fantastic. You know, Brad, I was just thinking about it. One of the things that we didn't cover at the very beginning of this podcast, you are experiencing your own phased retirement, but we never established how much you're working right now. So how much are you working currently? You talked a little bit about what your wife is going to be doing to step down, which is awesome. That That's so exciting. But what are you doing right now? Right. So the flexible work option that um, is becoming more common, I think, in America, don't be afraid to go ask your employer and, and present them with a plan. For example, mine, Jeremy, I had met several times. I could see that his business was growing and taking on more clients and and we were just helping more and more people and, and identified hey, there might be a need here that together we can do something. So we mm -hmm. designed a, a, a flexible plan where I work 10 to 15 hours a week, as uh, depends on how busy the prospecting and our, and our new calling activities are and how many new meetings we're having. 
but that's pretty flexible. So it's a function of yeah. the, su- the success we're having. And my wife, she works for a large insurance agency, and she was able to go in and, and define what this could look like over several years and got a lot of agreement and acceptance. And, and so I'd counsel people, you know, don't be afraid to go in and talk about these things because certainly your managers are talking about these things. You might as well go in and see what kind of terms you can get. Um, especially as important for us, I mean, I'm a type one diabetic. And so our focus was on these early years of retirement and how can we phase into it without the levels of stress and healthcare's questions that, that other people may have. You know, how do we avoid some of the big early expenditures that, that people sometimes make? We wanted to get used to living on uh, lower income, you know, taking money from our retirement funds, planning for when the Social Security money would, would come in and replace that. So the, the phased retirement let us live within our means under, under sort of a practice plan until we got to retirement, and we actually then were living off of the monies that we had, we had planned for. Yeah, it's great advice, Brad. I, I love exactly everything you're talking about there, where uh, you'd be surprised a lot of people just feel, well, I worked for this big company, I'm either in or I'm out. And, you know, if you're valuable, and I think just about everyone listening to this is, is pretty valuable to, to their company, um, you can sometimes set your own terms. Or even just now with, uh, you know, COVID-19, coronavirus, and work from home, uh, it's just really quickly companies are having to adjust their, their thoughts on what it means to work and the work day. So you can you can get a lot more flexibility probably now in 2020 compared to even a, just a, a few years ago. Just take a look at you're a valuable employee. Uh, the companies are forced now to accept different technologies, different work schedules. Uh, use it to your advantage to to set your own terms for what it is you want your phase retirement uh, to look like. Uh, another thing too you mentioned, Brad, is uh, talking about uh, what's the answer to the question of you know who are you or what is it you do. Uh, in the article they mentioned, are you just going to say, well, I'm, I'm me, or I'm I'm me, the former senior executive of this company, right? It, it kind of reminds me of that that movie stereotype, like the high school jock that can't let go, <laughs> exactly. right? And the, you know, are you going to let your retirement be defined by your working career, or are you going to retire? Are you going to uh, define your own uh, retirement. Now, uh, two things we just want to mention real quick uh, towards the end here, and um, one of them is just as much as it's important, especially if it's two of you, to plan on the two of you going into retirement and how that retirement might work uh, best for you. At some point in time, there just might be only one of you, and we very much want to make sure that as you're planning through this transition, as you're planning through uh, what is your retirement looks like, make sure that you're taking care of that that spouse, whoever that might be, which usually, oftentimes, it's going to be the wife and taking great care and making sure there's plans uh, for her. Uh, what's interesting, too, in the article that we've seen a lot, and they mention a few places that we'll put in the show notes, one of them is the Stanford Center of Longevity, uh, as they just focus on the financial resources, the health, the social engagement, right? There's three or four different areas that if you focus on that, you'll have a good retirement. It's not just the money. It's not just the dollars and cents. It's not, did I buy the right stock? It's a lot of it having to do with the decisions you get to make. And uh, sometimes the decisions might get uh, forced on you or change around a little bit, but you can still react to those well uh, by focusing on those, those four key areas of the life portfolio. You know, what are your pursuits going to be? Who are the people you're going to have in your life in retirement? 
uh, what are the places that you'll be uh, important to you in retirement and how do you keep your health uh, going well in retirement too. Guys, this was a fantastic podcast. I mean, there were so many good points, but I have my favorite, and I'm, I'm going to just bring that up because it's something I haven't thought of before. And Brad, it's something that you said, which was your bosses, the, the, the people that are above you in your company, they're already talking about what's going to happen when you retire. They're wondering, maybe they haven't asked you outright, hey, you know, when do you think you're going to retire? When, maybe they haven't asked you, but they're thinking about it because they have to replace you. Jeremy, it reminded me of a succession plan, right? You and I have talked about succession plans a little bit Mm -hmm. on the podcast before, but that really is kind of what you're creating if you're bold enough to have that conversation. If you're you're close to, you know, within five years of retirement or you're thinking about a phased retirement plan, then this is a conversation, like Brad, like you said, be bold enough to have that conversation, approach them and negotiate something because... If you can negotiate something to where somebody else is coming in to maybe replace you or there's somebody underneath you that's going to be replacing you and you can help to mold and shape them as you work less and they take over more responsibility, that's a great phase out compared to maybe what you experienced, Brad, which was a a very sudden, not even a phase out, it was a sudden you're done. Um, And and everybody's situation is different, but having that conversation up front, I I think would really put everybody at ease and and actually gives you a good three to maybe five year plan for phasing yourself out and having that phase retirement and then finding other pursuits like that, you know, one of the categories here in that article. Um, I think that was so valuable. And so my, my last point is of this, that if there are people listening to this, Jeremy, right now, do you want them contacting you directly, Brad directly, the website? Because I, I think this is going to make people start to think, man, I should probably have this conversation. You got it. Well, we we have the same phone number. So give us a call, 262-333-8353, or check out our website. It's KyleFP, K-E-I-L-F-P.com. Uh, love to talk with you. And absolutely, a lot of people that give us a call, uh, Brad's the first point of contact because he's just trying to figure out what part of your retirement might you be in or your working career and how can he bring our resources uh, to, to best help you. That's fantastic. Brad, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you, Eric, for having me and Jeremy also. Jeremy, again, thank you so much for bringing Brad on. This was a fantastic podcast. Your first guest, right? This is your first guest. And well, you guys knocked it out of the you park. got it. Absolutely. You have to send a high bar for everybody else. That's right. That's right. Exactly. And of course, the last thank you always goes to you, the listening audience. Thank you for tuning in and listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast with Jeremy Kyle. If you have not subscribed to the podcast yet, please click the subscribe now button below. This way, when Jeremy comes out with a new podcast, it'll show up directly on your listening device. This makes it much easier to share these podcasts with your friends and family. Again, thank you so much for listening today. For everyone at Kyle Financial Partners, this is Eric Johnson reminding you to live your best day every day. And we'll see you next time. Thank you for listening to the Retirement Revealed podcast. Click on the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. Visit retirement-revealed.com to learn more. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Kyle Financial Partners. Kyle Financial Partners does not provide legal, accounting, or tax advice. Consult your attorney or tax professional. Representatives have general knowledge of the Social Security tenants. For complete details on your situation, contact the Social Security Administration. Kyle Financial Partners is a part of the Thrivent Advisor Network, a registered investment advisor. Content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. 
Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your investment planning.